Welcome to Crossview Radio Weekly Podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. All right, welcome back. And today what we're going to do is pick up where we left off actually from two weeks ago. We began talking about church membership and uh, actually talked a little bit more about church commitment, probably, than the formality of membership. And we interrupted the series uh, last week for a podcast with uh, Dr. Jason Lyle. And uh, if you have not yet listened to that podcast, I highly encourage you to do so. It was uh, a great conversation, really enjoyed it. And uh, really, the the intent of that was to prepare us uh, as a church. We, uh, Crossview Church, we are going through a four-part video series on apologetics uh, in a couple weeks here. Uh, actually, the 3rd of March, I believe, is the start date on that. And so uh, kind of the intention of the interview was to prepare us for that and get us thinking in that direction. So especially if you're a member at Crossview, I encourage you to uh, listen to that and uh, kind of get up to speed on uh, what we're going or where, where we're going with that uh, that afternoon series. So, but uh, I did want to get back into uh, this talk on membership, and uh, really want to talk a little bit more. I, I'm still going to talk a little bit about some of the um, commitment side of things, but I did want to talk a little bit about um, kind of the. Um, uh, maybe making a case for biblical church membership. And so the context of today's talk is actually going to be kind of couched in the talk that we had two weeks ago. And so uh, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. Uh, but I talked about a number of commitments and different things uh, as we are looking at, at church membership. And one, one of the questions that I want to ask, perhaps as we get started today, is how can I fulfill all of the commitments that we referenced last time, if there is no such thing as church membership. And I would submit that we cannot. Um, It's also important for me to say at the beginning that there is no New Testament text that says, you know, thou shalt have church membership and the membership class must be exactly 10 weeks and look like this and do this. However, I do believe that the New Testament assumes and implies church membership rather strongly. And I want to just dive right in and look at a few of those texts. The first one is going to be Hebrews 13, verse 17, and that says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, so that or for that would be of no advantage to you. So this verse is telling... Um, uh, church members to obey their leaders, to submit to them. They're keeping watch over souls. They have to give an account for, for you. My suggestion for us is that in order for Hebrews 13, 17 to make sense, you have to have some way of knowing who your leaders are and who the members are. If you must obey your leaders and submit to them, you eventually have to ask yourself, which leaders? Does this refer to every church leader in my community? Do I have to submit to the leadership in the Catholic church that's on my street down from my house? When you uh, attend an out-of-church or an out-of-town church on your vacation, do you have to submit to and follow their leadership? But there's another question. Actually, by the way, uh, so that's the first question. These two questions, I'm I'm just borrowing from an article uh, that was written in the Nine Marks Journal. But 
um, I want to ask the second question. The second question is this, who will I as a pastor give an account for? Who are the people that I have to uh, give account for? So for Hebrews 13 to make sense, there must be a way to identify church members. Must I give an account for the church members at the church down the street? What about the family who isn't members anywhere but attends the church every Easter and Christmas? Are those people that uh, I have to give an account for? I would submit that if you are not identifying yourself with a local church through membership, you're placing yourself outside of the accountability structure that God has designed for His glory and for our good. Second example I want to give to you, 1 Corinthians 5 verse 13 says this, God judges those outside, purge the evil person from among you. Who are those that are outside and who are those that are inside? Who are the ones, actually let me back up and read that again, God judges those outside, and then it says, purge the evil person from among you. So it's saying, you deal with the the person in your church, uh, the evil person, purge them, but don't worry about those that are outside. God's going to judge those. So who are the ones outside that God will judge, and who are the ones among you that we must purge? There's clearly a difference, and we have to know what that difference is. Um, and by the way, this is a freeing verse uh, in a lot of ways because church leaders are not going to be held accountable for every single person uh, in their in their community individually. God judges those outside the church. So who who are in and who are out? Are you in if you attend twice a year? Are you in if you attend ten times per year? Are you in if you attend twenty times per year? And what if you attend one church? eight times in the year, and the next church uh, in town nine times in the year. Which church are you in? What qualifies a person as being in or out? And again, I would suggest for us that church membership is a way for the people to identify themselves as being in or out. The people uh, are making that statement of where they identify with. Someone who attends but does not join is making a statement about their relationship to the local church. What is that statement that they're making? The statement is, I'm out. I'm not part of this. To attend but not become a member is to seek all the benefits of church membership with none of the responsibilities. One more uh, verse, Matthew 18, verse 17. This is in the context of church discipline. It says this, If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. So a lot of us are familiar with this passage. Uh, Again, passage on church discipline. And while the goal of church discipline is reconciliation, the text also does make provision for the one who refuses to repent. And the church responds to that unrepentant person by treating them as an outsider, as, a, as, a, as the text says, a Gentile and a, a tax collector. But once again, as we have observed, how do we know who is out and who's in? Who are those in the church and who are those outside? Church discipline presupposes that you have a way of knowing the answer to these questions. Church discipline presupposes that you know who is in and who is out, and you have a way of, uh, of documenting that. Um, Maybe maybe you're someone who does recognize the need for church membership, but you've kind of become disenfranchised with the local church. Uh, this last week, 
I heard two comments about the local church that really just made me cringe. Uh, The first comment was from a biblical scholar who said this. He said, I have better theological discussions at UFO conferences than I do at church. Yes, you did hear that correctly. UFO conferences, unidentified flying objects, okay? The second one, second comment I heard was this, uh, basically paraphrasing. They said, when you are involved in parachurch organizations, the church can just be the church unhindered by doctrine. In other words, um, it's easier to, quote-unquote, be the church if you're not directly uh, ministering through the church. If you're in a parachurch organization, it's easier because you don't have to worry about all the the doctrine that's acting as baggage. Um, both of these comments are claiming that the church gets in the way of real theological discussions or gets in the way of doing real ministry. Low views of the church permeate our culture today. We read in Ephesians 5, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Jesus has a high view of the church. Why don't we? And I realize we're not there yet. We're not perfect. We are sinful. We're growing in our sanctification, but that is no reason to dismiss the importance of the local church. Perhaps Puritan uh, Richard Sibbs expressed it best when he said this, It is better to enjoy the benefit of light, though with smoke, than to be altogether in the dark. And I think the same thing is true uh, in church membership. Anywhere you have people on this earth, you're going to have depravity falling closely behind. Yes, there is going to be light mixed with smoke in the local church. But what's the alternative? The alternative is to be in complete darkness. Yes, the church has her faults, but it is still the closest we can get to heaven this side of earth. Living apart from the local church is like cutting off your finger. It just dies. I want to close with uh, with one last thing because I think this is so vital. This is for the person who's not fully committed to church membership or attendance. I want you to go find the article by Tim Challies entitled The Worst Consequence of Skipping Church. Go Google it or I can send it to you if you email me. Uh, in that article, he quotes Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25, which says this, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, in order to understand this passage, we're going to need to take off our 21st century American glasses. If there's one flaw in the way that 21st century Americans view the church, it is this. We view it through the lens of American individualism. The church is a community. It is a body. What Challies does is makes a point that this text is not warning us against what we will miss if we don't attend church. Rather, this text points us to see what others will miss if we don't attend church. And we see that in the statement, one another, in the text. Um, We are not to neglect the meeting together in the church because if we neglect meeting together, it prevents us from encouraging one another. Put simply, 
if you are at Crossview Church, for example, I personally need you to attend so that I personally can be encouraging Christ. And this is why membership is so important. I need to know who I can rely on within the church to encourage me. If you don't join in membership, then you are telling me that I can't depend on you to encourage me and hold me accountable. But by joining the church and by being a faithful uh, member, I know that I can depend on you to encourage me and push me to Christ. And I need that personally in my own walk with Christ, as does everyone else in the local church. And so, at least in this text, faithful church commitment is first for others. Uh, in the in that, that article uh, that I mentioned, Challies writes this. He says, quote, The first sin of skipping church is the sin of failing to love others, end quote. Skipping church is a sign that I am more committed to myself than I am to the local church body. Let's repent of that, embrace the church with all her faults, and go run to Christ together. Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Orville YMCA. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us online at crossvieworville.com.